Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request and I'm your host, Justin Lamb. Thanks for joining us for episode 29 with my friend, Will Black. Will is a musician and producer and all around talented guy um, that I've known for, oh gosh, I don't know, about a decade now. I was playing shows at Bar Louie. And he's known my brother for about a decade longer than that. Uh, we talk about that a little bit. Uh, Will went through a bunch of tragedy as of late. Uh, he lost his brother in November. And then um, his niece was just brutally, senselessly killed. And uh, like it was on the news uh, if you're in Michigan. And just like stupid circumstances. And we talk about that. And uh just a great interview, and he put he puts out so much good content and music. Um, you guys check him out. He will give you all his plugs at the end of the episode. But until then, enjoy the interview and our discussion. My friend, Will Black. We'll fix it in post, Will. Cool. I know you know what you're doing. You'd be surprised how little I know. <laughs> you make it look good. Well, damn. Right. Uh, speaking of making it look good, I always start out with how I know people. <laughs> and uh, even though you knew my brother long before you knew me, yeah, uh, we met at Bar Louie. <laughs> mm-hmm. When yep. my favorite stage I've ever played on, because it's behind a bar. And that used to be very fun. <laughs> yeah. I had people... Uh, couple episodes ago i was interviewing someone they were like that was my favorite time ever and remember will would throw the ice because <laughs> we do two songs together uh cry me a river where you would beatbox oh, the whole thing oh yeah and then uh uh outcast uh hey uh or yeah, hey uh and ice cold would cold, result yeah. in ice, throw ice cubes <laughs> at you i totally forgot about that yeah uh, greatest gig i ever had yep damn it oh we had fun man <laughs> so much fun you know but that's yeah that's uh that's where i met you found mm -hmm. out you knew my brother <laughs> yeah adam and, adam's good people man he's uh believe it or not he's one of those random people that uh has inspired me that's impressive i can't say the same you know thing. what <clears throat> well it all, it all depends on how you look at things and one thing i know yeah. about your brother man is uh whatever he said he was gonna do yeah he's done it yeah that's huge. He knows what motivates him. Right. That's uh, I think that's super important. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember he was a little scrawny guy saying he wanted to, you know, start competing and doing competitions. Yeah. And he did it. Yeah. You know, he wanted to write a book. Cargos and <clears throat> <was> like, <yeah. laughs> wanted to write a book. He did it. You know, I even remember when he met his wife yeah. and he and I were working together and well before they were married, yeah, yeah. he referred to her as wifey. He knew it was something different about her. So it's so funny hearing people's perspective of my brother because mm. uh, obviously I have a very different. Oh, yeah. Like, I know. I know you do. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. it's weird. And I mean, we've, we've gotten better over the years, especially with his kids because I love his kids. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's funny. And I don't disagree. He definitely, if he puts his mind to something, he does it. Oh, man. No, he's actually really inspiring in mm. that way. That's good. Yeah. And I'm seeing you're doing the same thing, though. So. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I've i done, I mean, you know, I've done so many things in the creative realm. Mm -hmm. And uh, nothing, nothing's felt like this. This podcast mm -hmm. has been, and it's, so, it's still funny and stupid to, like, hear me say, like, this podcast. Like, right, right. podcasts are still <clears throat> very strange. Um, but 
it really like it's something that I came up with on my own mm-hmm. and is means more to other people than it does to me and it means a whole lot to me <laughs> that's what it's all about it's crazy uh, it's like everything i wanted my music to do mm-hmm. but this it's this but anyway <laughs> back to you oh yeah <laughs> i was trying to so switch this up. oh hey i know <laughs> i like it i uh it, ma- it makes for good listening mm-hmm. um you have how many siblings <laughs> um <laughs> and where are you in that order <laughs> Well, I have an older sister, uh, actually two older sisters, um, from my uh, dad, from my father's previous relationships. Um, one one of my older sisters I didn't even meet until I was uh, in my mid-30s. Huh? I always heard about her, but yeah. wasn't sure if it, you know, and when we saw her, we we're like, oh yeah, that's our sister. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so I have two older sisters, and then I grew up with um, my brother and I. And my brother uh, passed November 22nd. Oh, this past November? Yeah. Just, Jesus, man. This is a couple of months ago, yeah. That's a bad couple of months so far. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, that's why I keep telling you <laughs> about you and your brother, man. Yeah. It was just you two, correct? Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, dude. There's absolutely nothing that I can even, um, I can't explain how it feels losing a sibling and losing um, my brother um, and just how close we were and you know, we were only eleven months apart, so his birth- oh, wow. yeah, his birthday's coming up uh February the twenty eighth and um we would be the same age for twenty days. You know. Um but yeah, man, you you really don't That's crazy. My and I mean the thing about my brother is like I've told you this stuff before. Yeah, about, we've I'm like, dude, you've brother. always been my, my lecturer of get a better relationship with your brother. For years. Yeah. I mean, we've known each other at least, what, 10, 15 years yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah. You know? And I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, tell him the same thing. <laughs> no, I, we're, we're a lot better now. We're, I'm actually, uh, we're going down to Texas at the end of the month. Oh, cool. To see him. Like, we haven't seen the house or anything yet. So, yeah. we're going there to see the kids and hang out with them. And I mean, he's calmed down a lot. I mean, you, you know, oh, yeah. you know who my brother oh, man, used to I be. Oh <laughs> man, but your brother knows who I used to be. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna sit here and like talk trash about him. Oh just, no, uh, man, I love your brother. His his, his story, and I mean, we all got a story, man. Yeah, and yeah. I think too That's, often we don't talk about how we got to a place, and um, people tend to only see, you know, where you are. Yeah, your social you know? media profile. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I'm uh a little brother and then I was the big brother um you know and now I'm the little brother do you grow up uh, around here yeah I grew up in Pontiac okay yeah so you lived in Michigan your whole life for the most part you know okay. I had a few uh, short stints in here and places there. but nothing of any significance no. yeah I did like two months in Nashville <laughs> oh that's 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 where my brother lived oh was it yeah his wife and kids are still there but yeah 
Nashville. Yeah. I went, I went down there to the restaurant job and lost it like a week later. And I was like, <laughs> well, I won't be here very long. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where, where, did you work actually in Nashville, you know, downtown Nashville? or I worked at, yeah, I worked at Longhorn Steakhouse. It was just <laughs> south of the city. <laughs> you uh, could have stayed here to do that. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, yeah, but I wouldn't, wouldn't have been in Nashville. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I went okay. down there specifically to do music stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I got, I lost my job and my car broke. Like the tie rod on my car broke like two weeks after I got there. So oh, it was, wow. it was destined to fail, but worked out well. Cause Erica came, picked me up and then, you know, we've been together. The whole see, time, so. see what I mean? <laughs> Bullshit happens. Yeah, and yeah. then like it worked out. Use shit is, uh, uh, use it, consider it manure and it's fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to look <laughs> you know at what it. I'm saying? Yeah. Just do that. Um, so you growing up, how was your relationship with your, brother i mean your brother's closest and then your you said one of your sisters you didn't meet until you're 30 your other sister though grew up with her or no no well so um my dad died when um i was seven i mean i feel like when i was younger we saw our sister a little but you know really it was just me and my brother to me yeah um and uh you know after my dad died we we spent more time with our sister um you know, and as we got older, like, she moved away, whatever. But, yeah, we, you know, we spent time with our sister. But my brother and I were inseparable, man. Um, you know, it was, we were yin and yang. And, um, you know, even as kids, like, our mother would buy us the same everything everything was identical <laughs> that way we would never fight over anything that's not bad that's not a bad method to oh bro so <laughs> at christmas yes. like we'd get the same exact toys yeah. it'd be two of each we we were dressed alike so people always thought we were twins i hated that because i was the big brother i didn't yeah. want to be a twin i'm the oldest you yeah. know but yeah so uh, my brother and i um that's that's my boy man that's that's my other half well not anymore but yeah. Yeah. Well, and then i had the pleasure of meeting your mom mm -hmm. uh, back in the day oh at, at, <laughs> at, a, yeah, at that bar yeah. yeah you sure did um and then how was your relationship with her growing up um did she remarry then after that yeah my mother got remarried uh very fast actually she got remarried six months after right. my dad passed so you still had someone else in the house yeah. most of your childhood and everything oh yeah you know um yeah, I mean, I wasn't that kid, you know, that grew up without, uh, you know, mother and father at yeah. home for the most part. Um, actually, I may have been one of the few in my neighborhood that had. Had both? Know, I think so. I, only, I had part. one and some grandparents. Mm. <laughs> it worked out all right, though. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so when do you, like, get into music? Because music's a big thing with you. Um but when does the transition go from like I like listening to music to like I think I can create music? Um, birth. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was a uh, a musician, a singer, a promoter. Oh, okay. He did a lot of things in Pontiac. He was very well known in Pontiac for doing what he did. Nice. Um, they used to perform. You know, um, they used to perform. Uh. You know where the Phoenix Center is now? Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't there. And, you know, they used to, they had a bandstand there. Nice. And they would have, you know, different festivals and things. And, you know, the 4th of July, if I remember, it was the 4th of July time. But, uh, you know, my dad was, uh, um, 
you know his his band would always headline the the shows you yeah. know like and his band had the baddest musicians in the detroit area you know yeah. still to this day a lot of these guys um and um you know like my first gig was at about five six years old playing um on a stage in front of felt like thousands of people yeah. that you know when you're that old especially i mean i was, yeah. I was gonna say i imagine but what yeah. were you playing a cowbell nice <laughs> yeah hey we yeah. need more cowbell yeah. that's for sure <laughs> but no my mother says that i was that kid that you know um like the my my uh favorite song growing up was chameleon by herbie hancock <laughs> all right and that song came out in like 71 i think yeah and i and i was born in 72 so you know like i couldn't even talk and my mom you know the bass line for that goes boom 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 my mom says i was like mom and she knew and she played that song i just start banging on the table and she's, she's grooving like, already yeah yeah so i don't remember not that's awesome wanting to create yeah. music so when do you start doing stuff with that like uh, I don't necessarily want to say professional level, but like, you know, you get an instrument, maybe you get some software or whatever that looks well, like. Well, you know what, man? It started, you know, you got to think, I'm I'm 48, so. You don't look a day over 30. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when we, uh, when I was a kid, I just, I wanted to be a drummer. Like, that yeah. was it. Yeah. So, you know, I had a drum set. I got my first drum set when I was about four or five years old. Um, I remember tearing it up in within a week because it was one of those kitty drum yeah, sets, yeah, yeah. and then Garbage. I got a real one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got a real one the following year. But um, you know, that's what it was. It's like you want you had to be a drummer, so I drum lessons and didn't take those long because I was already playing drums and this guy's trying to teach me rudiments and things yeah, yeah. and I'm like, what is this? You know? Yeah. Um it's like what's a paradiddle? Right. Yeah. Flam paradiddle. And you yeah. gotta you gotta yeah. do it with this hand and I'm like, what what I what's tried the matter? Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> so um you all know, fast forward to uh, marching band and different things and I started singing a little bit with people. Um but um rap music. Yeah. You know, and that's when it changed where you could, uh, you know, well, in the earlier days, like, we had to go, you know, we went to studios or, yeah. you know, you could beatbox, you know, before you could even sample or make beats or any of that stuff. So, um, it, I was always serious about it, dude. Like, I don't know any other time that I remember not being serious yeah. about music other than when I got older and, you know, took my uh, talent for granted and, you know, got uh, involved in girls and dumb shit, you know, but, yeah. yeah. Mm. We all have a dumb shit phase. I oh, think. yeah. <laughs> well, you got to have it, I guess, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, any particular moments stick out before you leave school and head out into the quote-unquote real world? <laughs> um, When you say particular moments. As far like, as, like, uh, well, I mean, personal life or, or music-related and because <laughs> you can i mean that's that's pretty pretty unique time to come up um if like to discover rap like when rap is kind of discovering itself like mm -hmm. late 70s um early 80s yeah uh, i remember my dad bringing home 
the 12 inch of rapper's delight my dad was also a dj so like you know having technique 1200s and a mixer and all that stuff at home was that's i thought everybody had that (laughs) and i was this kid that knew how to run it all and they'd have kitty discos and i'd be the dj you know so um yeah dude it's it's so interesting to know i think my generation um being born in the 70s we have a unique perspective on a lot of things because i remember when there wasn't you know where you there wasn't a microwave you know like i remember (laughs) that shit um well microwaves one of the like there's a small list of things that they had on like the jetsons that later came out and the microwave is one of (laughs) i remember my dad coming home with a betamax you know yeah yeah and it was like whoa what is this and all my brother and i did was watch different strokes we just recorded different strokes and watched it over and over and yeah. facts of life but that's it yeah, yeah. A little trudy on the side A little trudy man you know no it's tootie actually tootie oh, oh yeah man see? we all love tootie now i'm showing man. my age yeah. I, was, mm-hmm. I was i was real young for facts of life uh, yeah, how old are you oh, oh, 30, oh uh no 36 Ooh, yeah you a baby yeah i got nothing going on <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be 37 in a couple months. Oh, yeah. No, you're washed up at that point. <laughs> Brother just turned 40. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Wow. Um, so what's what happens after high school? Shoo, man. <laughs> it was all, it's all a blur, kind of. You know, um, yeah. had kids early. Um, you have two kids, right? Well, I have five kids. You have five kids? Yes. I was off. I'm by three. Yeah, you're off. Yeah, I have five kids. Um, my, uh, I had my first when I was 20. Okay. Um, my daughter, Brianna, and uh, my son, Cole, who, well, so Brianna is 27. Cole is 26. Um, I have Andrew and Renee. But um no so I I had kids early yeah. um and then my wife and I you know she has an 8 year old who is my kid as well yeah. you know so um how many of them did you get into music <laughs> You know man I didn't get them into music okay. but uh my daughter is multi talented and on so many levels yeah. um but she went into graphic design okay. went to the went to college for creative studies nice. um she's had some challenges and things and still went know. down a creative path though oh it totally yeah. went down her, that path and now she works for uh she works for gm on in the uh design department nice. um she's in austin nice my son um went to school for music business he's a hell of a songwriter he's a hell of an artist but has he likes to dabble in that part. Yeah. But um he's in LA. Um he has a promotions and uh uh artist development, I guess you could say, yeah, yeah. type of a company where he and his partner um can develop any um anything you would need from billboards and music videos or covers That's or awesome. anything. They've done some pretty big stuff like with for G E Z and couple of other random Got a whole family artists. business going on <laughs> i mean it's actually it's kind of funny because if we really all like yeah. you know but I, I had to get out of being that dad you know like yeah. we can work for your dad we can do it this way this is how we're gonna do it you know so yeah. 
you know, I'm proud of them regardless of Some like they're doing. deformed version of a pageant dad or something. Yeah, you know, or Joe Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so how did kids change your life? Well, at, you know. Uh, when, I mean, I know I was pretty, I mean, for lack of a better term, I was a moron when I was 20. So mm-hmm. what what did that, did that do anything to you? Or was yeah, it I was not a moron. That hit later? I was, I was that moron. Um selfish deadbeat dad yeah you know period there's no other way to put it i don't sugarcoat it yeah um you know i was a musician that you know felt like once i um made it i could fix everything yeah you know so you know neglect um responsibilities and just keep working on your music yeah and eventually something you know what happened and then you'll be able to go back and say see this is why you know i wasn't here because i was doing this for you yeah you know and um no i didn't quite work out that way so that's funny that's uh, something that i hear all the time i listen to way too many podcasts but uh whenever it's like celebrities and stuff you know there is a common theme that comes up is everybody kind of feels that same way we're like oh if i get this that'll fix that and mm-hmm. you get all these people that achieve that like financially, right? They're hundreds of millions of dollars and make movies and shit. And, but then they're like, Oh, I still have these same problems mm-hmm. that I had before I got any of that. And I, I think it's something to like put in perspective too, for a lot of people that are trying to like, especially younger people are like, I'm going to fix it. But mm-hmm. just like exactly what you just said, right? Like looking back, it sounds like you don't feel that. Oh <laughs> man. You know what happens, man, is I, I believe that you create the same, movie and you put in different players <laughs> yeah. different actors yeah. you know it's the same shit good way to put it yeah i mean it's, you keep you keep creating the same scenario and if you start to look back at it you realize like oh well i did this with these actors or yeah. these people you yeah. know or i did this in that relationship yeah. or i did the same thing at this job that i did at that job yeah. you know so it's a lot of growth to actually see that stuff though. <laughs> i mean you gotta just you gotta look at it man and really look at yourself man um you know i spent a lot of years blaming a bunch of i won't even say i blame things i just wasn't being responsible just mm-hmm. not taking responsibility at all for shit yeah you know I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what's, uh, you, you mentioned your brother and I, I do want to talk about him, but what's your guys' relationship? Like when, like in your twenties and thirties, um, are you guys close or my brother and I were always close. Oh. Um, when we were kids, we would fight a little bit here and there. And my mother always instilled this in us, especially after our father died. She always said, there's no one, in the world that's closer to you than your brother. You have my blood and you have your dad's blood. You're the only two people in the world that, you know, so she really pounded that into us. I remember once we got in an argument and our stepdad um, made us sit on the front porch in the neighborhood and uh, just hug and kiss each other. So, like, I'd have to, we were hugging, and I'd give him a kiss on the cheek, and I'd have to say, I love you, brother. And then he'd do the same thing. Our friends are riding by, and they're teasing us and cracking jokes, and, you know, but, no, man. My brother and I have always been great. 
you know. What a uniquely intelligent punishment. <laughs> That's really great. I, I love oh, that. Yeah. I actually love that. No, man. Yeah. Yeah. My my dad, my mother was very adamant, you know, about yeah. you and your brother. You and your brother. You and your brother. Did he do music as well? You know, man, my brother was a chef. Um, okay. You know, and um, he he uh, was definitely uh, musically inclined. Yeah. You know, it was not unusual for him. You know, at one point in life, uh, we lived together in this big house with two other guys, and the basement was called the Brick House, and it was a studio. And um, everyone came to the Brick, you know, yeah. we had the Brick, it's the spot. And, um, you know, my brother was known to, like, walk in, come in the studio after a long day of work or whatever and hear us working on something and just walk in, take a peep and say, uh, hey man, you guys should do a chorus like, and he'd go to bed and he'd wake up the next morning and the song's done. Yeah. You know, so. It's like a producer. Yeah. Well, no, not quite like a producer. Yeah, well. <laughs> it means maybe some of these guys, but no, there's a little more to it than that, you know. But yeah, he had the, I don't know, I don't know of a better term. Obviously, I don't mean he sat at yeah, the board and but did yeah. everything, but yeah, yeah. But no, he, he definitely, um, you know, was musically inclined. He played saxophone in um, high school band, and you know, and yeah. stuff. And uh, when we were kids, he wanted to play bass. And he took Anytime bass I lines. hear anybody played a horn, I was like... You should have been in a ska band. Right. <laughs> ska band. Yeah. I wanted to be in a ska band forever. You just can't find people to play horns. Because everyone who plays horns doesn't give a shit about ska. <laughs> it's like, damn. Facts. <laughs> they, give, they give a shit about money, though. You pay them, they yeah. do it. Yeah, that's fair. No. No. <laughs> um, so around what time, I mean, because you, you have a company now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Black Gypsy Music? Yep. Yeah, Black Gypsy Music. When did you start that? That was not that long ago, right? No, actually, it's been uh, twenty. It'll be twenty-eight years. So not that long. <laughs> yes, it'll be twenty-eight years this year. Um, I, I like to say that that's when we. Um, I've always had a production company yeah. of some sort, um, and when my uh, daughter was a month old, um, it's kind of when we came up with the logo. Okay. And went to Black Gypsy because I'm obviously my last name. Yeah. And uh, I always kind of identify with gypsies, you know. That's interesting. Why yeah. is that? Um, Free-spirited travelers. Yeah. They're usually uh, musicians, magicians. Yeah. You know, at least at the time that I looked this definition up. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it was, you yeah. know. Now, if you Google it, it gets a lot deeper into a whole bunch of other stuff. And, yeah, yeah. You know, but... Um, cause actually the word gypsy is also a derogatory yeah. term, which, you know, when I found that out, I liked it even more in a weird kind this of the way. years before Wikipedia though. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. These yeah, are, an exactly. urban dictionary. And exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but you know, considering the N word and all and then yeah. gypsy, I'm like, fine, you know, I, but I just recently found all that stuff out, yeah, yeah. you know, but my personal meaning is what matters to me i know what i'm trying to portray and i feel that um you know we as a company and as a brand um portray that just free-spirited and you know love and you know togetherness and yeah you know that's all so 
uh, not, I don't want to get the timeline wrong, but Go ahead. your wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when did you meet your wife? Oh, I met my wife four and a half you years ago. You got to jump ago. in and correct him. If it <laughs> well, I was going to try to say the year, but that would have meant I'd have to do math. But yeah. yeah, four and a half years ago. How'd you meet her? Uh, well, this is a fun story. I've never like publicly talked about this. A few people know, but I met my wife on Tinder. Okay. Yeah. You swiped right? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm bad with I was, I, I've yeah, been I dated in right. a long time. No. So you guys meet, go on a date? Uh, I mean, yeah, I was this guy that was on Tinder, man, and I would just go on there to talk shit, to be quite honest. I would never meet anybody. Yeah. As soon as, you know, they would say something like, hey, you want to meet up? Then I'd just stop talking. Yeah. And um, uh, with her, one random day I was working, I got out of work early and on a Monday night and uh, decided to call her and or text her, I should say. And ask her if she wanted to go out for a second, you know. And but I really didn't want to go out. I was just talking shit. And she said, "Yeah, sure." I was like, "Damn!" And I had to go. And we've talked well, every day out. since. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every day since. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, anybody that follows you online or anything, obviously you were vocal about how how happy you were about <laughs> about everything. And um, mm-hmm. what what has that done for you? both in your personal life and creatively before and then after um you know i i believe first off i understand that i was in a process of growing to a point of being able to sustain a relationship yeah. with somebody like her and in that process um because if i mean we both say like had i met you a week earlier you know, it would it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. You know, timing's um, everything. Everything, man. <laughs> and um, she believes in me and supports me so much in a way that, like, I didn't believe in myself. Yeah. All right. And it got to a point where I believed her, and she believed in me. So why would I doubt her? Yeah. You know. It's a good thing to have, especially as a constant yeah, all the time. Yeah. Um, she's taught me how to, um, she's taught me that I could uh, have a disagreement with somebody and we can talk about it because she's discussing everything, yeah. you know, and it'll be little shit. And I'm like, why do we even got to talk about this? And she's like, it's the little stuff that matters. Smart. You know, <laughs> and, um, you know, that's, that's translated in everything that I've done. Yeah. Um, my relationships with my my kids are, are it's different, you know. Um how I deal with other people. Um, even coming here, dude, this is something that hell, a year ago I wouldn't have done it. I would have bothered you though. I would man, I would have <laughs> got myself so psyched up and you know, and then yeah. I I just totally out think my think myself out of it because yeah. of my just confidence at the time was just you know so well, it's a it's a it's, i come to find out that it's a lot to ask people and i guess it, it was, i didn't think about it like that when i started doing this but not everybody wants to well hey most people don't want to talk about themselves mm. but uh, a lot of people are kind of like insecure about their own story um and instead of saying that because mm-hmm. that and just admitting that is kind of a vulnerability they right. just 
uh, I've had, I mean, I've had a lot of people just like reschedule, reschedule, and then just like kind of ghost me and be like, just say you don't want to do it. Right. (laughs) So yeah, no, I mean, I'm happier in a place, uh, and the timing is weird, uh, with everything happening. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, I guess the next thing we can talk about too is, well, you've, I mean, you've had a lot of loss in, in your life, right? Like, is, did you, is your mom? No, my mom, my mom is still alive. My mom lives in uh, Florida. Who? I thought, I don't know what I'm thinking of. I thought there was like, this was, I'm going back like eight years or something, but. My, my daughter's mother, um, about, I think it's been four years, three years now. Um, she died in a, a motorcycle accident. Jeez. And that was, I thought that was the hardest that yeah. I had been at that time. It definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. It's different to watch a kid going through something and you just can't fix it. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine. And I really had this moment, um, of knowing that I had to step up because I was her only parent yeah. and she was an, you know, she's an adult at this point, but still, um, like, like I said earlier, man, you go through this stuff yeah. and you feel like you're going through hell. Yeah. And then when you get through it, you look back and you know, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like I would, I had to go through that to be. Oh yeah. You know, I've been a, I mean, I've been a firm believer of everything that I've done or that's happened to me or however you want to view that, uh, has shaped me into who I am, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes I feel, I don't, I don't want to say I feel bad, like get on a fucking high horse or anything, but like right. when people, you talk to people and it's, it almost seems like they haven't really experienced any trials or any like tragedies or, and I'm like, how is like, how are you as a person? <laughs> Cause that right. I've, I've, and I've put myself in a lot of stupid situations, uh, looking back, but I've also just like been through stuff, you know, like, my dad died at 61, which is crazy young, for, mm. uh, but, uh, stuff like that. And the terrible decisions I made when I was younger in my twenties. And, uh, I mean, all that stuff, my twenties led me to Erica and Erica helped me get my life together. <laughs> come back from LA as a, <laughs> I think really, man, if you look in life, man, and you think about great men, they all had great women yeah <laughs> and really it's the women that are uh and it's the women that are really pulling the strings and making shit happen yeah you know like like yeah i mean you know i've been getting a lot of uh people saying that you're so strong and you're so strong with everything that's been happening with you know my family and all lately yeah but you know they don't know i'm at home and i cry with my wife yeah, you know, absolutely, and, I'm, and it's and it's a blessing to know that I have a, a a partner and a wife that I can do that, and she's not looking at me like, you know, man up. Yeah, you know, that makes yeah. me more of a man to her, you yeah. know, because I'm safe at home and I can, you know, yeah, so. you should, as you should be able to. <laughs> right, I mean, we should be yeah. able to, but you know, everybody's yeah. got to live this facade. None of us deal with shit. Yeah, you know. Well, that's. I mean, that goes back to thing I've said a billion times: is vulnerability is mm-hmm. just like if you can't be vulnerable with that person closest. Oh, to you. it's Brene Brown. She yeah. says the I strength and vulnerability, bro. 
That's the truth. I love me some Brene Brown. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, I, I bought like four copies of her book and gave them out as Christmas presents. This See, year. that was, that's it's good. like, I know you didn't ask for this, but you need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One yeah, of those. So. <laughs> um, and that, yeah, I wouldn't be with Erica if I couldn't be the some form of vulnerable and share that things. Man, that dude. You got to have someone like that. Yeah. Um, and you got to be, you got to be willing to be that person too. So that's, exactly. That's exactly. A, that's a trade off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said the, uh, when you, your daughter's what or your daughter's mother, mm-hmm. um, you thought that was the hardest thing. And then that kind of brings us, I'm guessing to November, right? Losing your brother. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, I don't want to, stop me if anything but like what what happened um i'm at home my wife and i on a thursday evening we get a phone call from his wife and he had um collapsed in the kitchen oh jeez and uh you know she had the uh paramedics there um you know, on the you know, and they were working on him. Um, they had him outside and they had him in the uh you know, in the truck or whatever and they were working on him. And um she called while they were working on him. Um you know, I get she tells me, you know, your brother passed out and, you know, he's in a you know, he's in the they're working on them now, but they're not moving. I don't. So this wasn't like a long time coming situation. This was out of nowhere. No, listen, this was out of nowhere. I had this moment of, um, for like five seconds, I was ready to break down and lose it. I just handed the phone to my wife because I couldn't even talk to her. I did. I'm a pacer, and I pace around in the mm-hmm. house. I did one lap. Cause I knew my, I, I don't know, man. It was just something I knew everything was different in that moment. I knew it. And uh, I got back on the phone and we talked and stayed on the phone with her until they got ready to pull off. You know, we hear the, you know, we hear the paramedics come up and say to her, we're doing everything we can and they're leaving. And we just hopped in the car and started driving to Nashville right mm-hmm. then on the spot. By the time we got to, uh, the gas station to get you know to fill up which was maybe 10 minutes after the phone call yeah we got the phone call that he didn't make it that's crazy so what was they know what happened they have a heart attack or i think so but i don't i guess i've kind of like i don't care yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i feel like yeah I, that's just yeah. it just well i'm sorry man that's yeah that's yeah yeah so yeah, it was the longest drive ever. You know? I can't imagine. Yeah. And then, so that's, how's your mom take that? Man, that- my mom's, my mom's been through so much. Uh, my mom is addicted to positive thinking. It's not a it's not a terrible thing to be addicted no, to. No, it's not a terrible thing. Yeah. And sometimes I question it. Yeah. You know, I'll just be honest. I mean, I'm a positive thinker as yeah. well. You know, but no, my mom's having a rough time. Yeah. Um 
But yeah, my mom is, his wife. I talk to her daily. His kids, he had five kids. And uh, he had a grandson um, that he that he saw a month before he passed. Jeez. But some, you know, he his daughter is in Texas and he's in Nashville. The baby was a month old. He went there and saw the baby and died a month later. I got married three months before that. A wedding that was, you know, supposed to just be uh, us and our kids. Yeah. And all of these, you know, and our family just all <laughs> said we're coming. And my brother, I, I, I'll never forget, I told him I'm getting married. You know, he's like, well, when's the wedding? I'm like, I told him when it was, you know, it's July 20th. And, you know, he's, I'm coming. I'm like, dude, you ain't got to come, man. It's no big deal. Like, we just we just get married on the beach with our kids, bro. You don't got to bring your whole family. He's like, man, my brother's getting married, and yeah. you think I'm not going to be there? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was there, man, and it was, it was such a crazy thing because, like, we're there with my, you know, my grandmother who's 84. She's there. She lives in, she lives in Florida with my mother. You know, all these family members showed up. My closest, some of my closest friends, my wife's brother who lives in Arizona, her dad, you know, and there were 30 people there at this wedding. And it was, you know, we were thinking like, this is awesome because it's good for my grandmother to be here. Yeah. Um, My son's mother who uh, was going through chemo at the time, um, she was there. You know, she wasn't doing well, Um, but she came, you know, and we're all thinking, you know, there's this thing where you're like, you know, people aren't doing well or they're getting older and it's glad we're glad that we're all here together. Yeah. The last person that we're thinking wasn't going to be there was my brother, you know, yeah. So, and we talked about this uh, before we sat down, but I think it bears repeating is out of that you kind of little fire maybe got lit or like a spark of creativity. Oh man. You know, and how would you describe that? Cause like you said, you put out more stuff in the last couple months than you put out all last year. Yeah. Um, I, I believe this whole thing has been brewing over a period of time. Yeah. It probably started this journey of me stepping outside of my comfort zone and having the um, strength to do that started about a year ago. And, you know, him passing definitely, you know, just just propelled it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I just think of my, my brother was my first fan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My brother. He's your first friend, too, man. That's crazy. He was my first band member. He was all of that. Yeah. You know? We used to play band together. He didn't want to play. I did. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We had a band. We had a we had songs that we had. We had a set. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. I did it. You know, but yeah, man. So, you know, I always hear my brother like he believed in me. Well, that's I mean, you, the stuff you've been able to put out in like the direction I don't want this this didn't that this isn't a slight the way I'll say whatever, man. I don't no, care. but like the 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 level of like professionalism in the videos that you put out um is phenomenal. And and that seeing that is great. You know, like you and me, like 
think we've traded crap in like soundcloud and stuff oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. seeing these music videos with your the drone shots and, and every, like uh the stuff that you've put out is is i mean from what i know of your stuff mm-hmm. which is limited but like some of the best stuff i've seen out here so thank you man uh it's i don't think it's a coincidence that the timing worked out like that you know no um so let's transition (laughs) into into the music um what what is it you're currently working out this stuff that you've you've put on and like from a technical standpoint i'm very curious about like what that was like shooting all that too um what i'm working on at this particular moment um i i'm just releasing my motto right now is create release repeat (laughs) nothing wrong with that i feel like too often we as musicians and artists we sit on our shit yeah and um (laughs) we're trying to perfect something (laughs) and you know we're trying to make it the i'm not saying don't try to make it the best that it can be but it'll never be perfect yeah and you know just learn as you go um and that's you know that's kind of what i'm doing like i'm getting better because i just keep releasing um i'm not i'm putting things into the universe i'm saying things and not worrying about how it's going to happen and just working towards it just working towards it right you know people kill me with the universe thing because in universe and god because there's this one part of it where like yeah you put it in the universe and yeah, you don't worry about it. And yeah, you pray about it, you know, and you give it, put it in God's hands. But then the other side of that is you still got to work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> right. You got to do something. Yeah. You know? it, there's a weird misconception out there. People are like, if I just say this in the mirror every day, it's going to happen. Like, right. Well, no, you still actually have to work right. towards You got to do something. Yeah. <clears throat> like something. Yeah. It may be the littlest dumbest most randomest thing ever but um with that energy that you know with that word that you put out and that energy um it'll start working man and everything that you need will just start coming to you in the weirdest ways yeah it's funny i when i started this i didn't believe in any of that at all um and through some of the interviews i've done like and it's still difficult for me to like talk about it seriously, even though like, obviously I take it seriously cause I do it. But, mm-hmm. uh, some of the manifesting stuff, like I started doing that about this podcast. Cause I was like, this means a lot to me. It's like, it's helping people. I want to make, like, I want it to reach more people. And like, so I started doing, uh, some manifesting stuff, but that's one of the things you quickly realize, like one of these stuff that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if nothing else, I think putting that thought into your head, um, probably blocks out a little bit of the like maybe self-defeatist dialogue that would be there otherwise. Um, it's funny you say sitting on stuff. <laughs> I come up with these ideas for like albums and I'll get like three songs in and be like, well, I can't do anything now because I can't get the other seven songs. <laughs> and man, you know, and yeah, I, I'm just I'm just at a place of just, just doing. I don't want to yeah. talk about it a lot. I don't want to do a bunch of planning or you know uh promoting in that sense you know like hey you know one month my album's coming out wait for it you know (laughs) 
It's like, no, <laughs> man. It's like, you wake up tomorrow, I might have a whole new song and a whole new video. I've done three songs and three videos since uh, Jan- since December 31st. Yeah, so the first one. Um, Rear View. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where did you shoot that? And well, when, when, when did you shoot that? Because I was like, oh, it looks well, so nice an, outside. <laughs> this is an interesting, this would be an interesting story. So Rearview was shot. The first shot or the first shooting of Rearview was done my last day at Penny Black. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, because we had Matt on here and we were talking about Matt. <laughs> no, like, yeah. l- seriously, my last day okay. at Penny Black. I had the guy come, and I'm like, hey, maybe we should get a couple shots here to see what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was, uh, what, Labor Day weekend? Was that, okay. what, what, what holiday is in September? Is it yeah, Labor Day uh, or Memorial? It's one of those two. Yeah, I get them mixed <laughs> up, but, uh, you yeah, know, so. You and everybody else. And that, that day, we shot with the intentions of releasing the video within the next two to three weeks. Okay. And you see that video was released January, Yeah. no, excuse me, December 31st. Yeah. So um, we started there at Penny Black in Rochester. A um, couple of, uh, we did a lot of the shooting in um, Pontiac. I wanted to go back home. Yeah. It's probably, it's definitely the most personal thing that I've ever released. I've always kind of kept my personal um stuff out of my music to an extent yeah like musically it's always personal but as far as lyrics or even me singing like i've never released anything with me actually singing most of my stuff is instrumental or featuring somebody um so um yeah we went to my barber shop where i've been getting my hair cut for over 20 years i got friends in the video that i work with musically my wife's in the video, which was something I said I would never do, you know. Yeah. Um, and the thing was, as I said, the plan was to release that video sometime in August that would have been. Well, September that would have been. Yeah. And um, with delays and shoots, editing issues, back and forths with different people, it was one of the most, it was definitely frustrating at times. Yeah. And I got... You know, and then we added like some names to the video, the tribute. I wanted to do a tribute to the my um boy uh who plays bass on that well he plays the bass solo on that song, uh G T. His he had just lost his uh brother. Well, his cousin who's like his brother. Yeah. So I'm like at the end of the video I says dedicated to him. And then the one of the guys who um was a part of creating the well not creating it but financing the video, um he lost his mother. I'm like, let's dedicate it to her as well. And then um, I got my final cut that was supposed to be like, I think this is the one. As we're driving to Nashville after, you know. Yeah. And um, and I remember getting it and just texting the guy and say, could you have my brother? Yeah. You know. And that's, that's so weird. Um and if, I don't know if this just happens because this clearly happened here, but like we're after the fact, right? You write this song and then it holds so much more meaning after the fact. You have no idea how much meaning that song has. It's dude. just, you like, yeah. I couldn't even begin to get into the stories about that song. Um, 
me singing on it is a big deal because when i was a kid my mother heard me singing at a show and i did really good and my mother was like you ever thought about just writing and producing music because you sing okay and but not as good as your dad (laughs) and i stopped singing all right like that just stuck it with you 18 19 17 18 years old that was it yeah. stopped but that that led me to the path of being this producer yeah all right so for me to sing a song i wrote this music and i hummed you know the melody of what i wanted and kind of sang and mumbled words yeah. and wanted to write it i said i'm gonna write this song i'm not telling anybody that i'm singing on it i'm just gonna release it but i could never get words talking to my son one day he he i just felt his energy he was in the same place as me i says i got something i want to send you i sent him this mumbled up jumbo stuff yeah he wrote those lyrics oh he filled in my melodies with lyrics like i sent him that song he sent me these lyrics back um with within 30 minutes it's got to be a cool connection oh man and then the song is called rear view and it's talking about you know, I can't, it's talking about moving forward, Yeah. regardless of what's going on. Um, I'm not going to wait on you. You can, if you catch a ride, you can catch up with me. Yeah. You know, so and then to do that, and we ended up releasing it. I got the final cut December 30th, and we released it December 31st. Sum up our year, sum up my brother, yeah. you know, um, and it just... I mean, so that get like that goes to show you like all that bullshit that happened before. Yeah. That let I wanted to release it in September. Yeah. You know, I, wouldn't, I don't think it would have meant the same. Oh my god, dude, that's crazy. It's it's. I mean, and there's even more to it. You know, yeah. like just things that didn't happen that we wanted to happen, yeah. and now we look back and you know we're glad that they didn't happen for other reasons from but. a technical standpoint mm-hmm. professional curiosity mm-hmm. uh do you have like a buddy with a drone camera that got all the aerial shots like that oh man um that video was shot by reggie branner okay um his uh company's visuals by reggie b he's a guy out of pontiac um i'd, I'd watched him for a while yeah. we, got, we got a couple of great um video videographers out of Pontiac and um um but it was just something special about he had what I was what I wanted for this particular thing yeah um I go for a feeling I like it's a it's got to feel something for me you know what I mean and um I thought visually he he did that I uh went and I looked at a lot of his work. I'd been following him for a couple of years, and I went and looked at a lot of his work. I watched his videos uh, without the music. Okay. All right. To see if I, I really, saw. Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> I started looking at different people's, you know, work that I was interested in working with. Yeah. And I watched them without music. You know, so actually I, pretty smart, <laughs> right? Because I wanted to see if if this vision did I did I visually feel something mm-hmm. without hearing the song, and I didn't want the song to ruin it. You know, maybe the video's good, but the song just I didn't like the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and when I saw Reggie's work, I just liked how it felt. You know, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it turned you know? out great. Yeah, so <laughs> for that one. And then, then there's been two other videos that we've done yeah. um, differently. But I just, I'm just blessed to just uh, know some very creative people. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, like I put it out in the atmosphere and I say something and it just starts happening. Or I don't wait. I just do something to move towards what I'm yeah. trying to get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So release right release repeat what is it yeah <laughs> create 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 release repeat yeah um i don't know if you wanted to talk about well, your niece man. i know that was super i'm so cool recent. listen dude i'm cool with talking yeah. about and i, I came i came on your show prepared <laughs> to talk about whatever you wanted to talk about so well, i have no I'm, i just talked to channel seven news about it so you know well, I mean, we could start there because, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I try not to like speculate anything because I only know, you know, what you see on Facebook, which, right. what do you, right. what the hell is that anyway? Um, so I mean, what, this was two weeks ago. Oh, uh, it was a week. Well, it's been like 10 days now, I think. Like, not even two weeks ago. Yeah. No, not even two weeks. It's been about 10 days. And this was your sister's daughter? Yep. What happened? Well, she was uh, murdered. She was shot six times. Um, by, I mean, by a gentleman that she was uh, dating. Um, they weren't together at this particular time. You know, they weren't together when yeah. this happened. But, yeah. Somebody that she was dating, not even for a long period of time, man, maybe I can't a year. Even imagine. No, that that's even that. I don't. Um, I'm not sure that I've even like. I still haven't processed my brother, really. Yeah. You know, so this, I feel like you get a strength or something that I I don't know. This is it's not even real at all yeah i think i'm hurting more for everybody else in my own way than i am for myself because you know i think about my sister man she just lost my brother she lost her uncle you know like, like within three months three four months man she lost like a best friend an uncle my brother youngest daughter i think about my my, my niece's kids she's got three young daughters her siblings She's got three sisters, or well, two sisters. So, you know, I just went through that. So I know how that is. Um, Such like a senseless silent, like Yeah, man. Um, this, might, this may not be um, a popular point of view, but I believe that as in war, few, there are few sacrificed to save many so just like the troops that go overseas and fight for us yeah. um you know we're living our lives but they're fighting they're putting their life on the line and i look at people like my brother and my niece kanisha williams um they were the ones that this wasn't supposed to happen to yeah. my brother if you didn't like my brother, you was just a hater, man. My brother was an I'm, I'm the asshole, not yeah. my brother. You know, I mean, yeah. just just being honest, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and um, just to see how they live their lives to the fullest at all times. Um, I feel like we're supposed to look at that and learn from it. Um, remember that life is too short, man. Yeah. Don't hold those grudges. That thing that you have been afraid to do, just do it. You know, if if you're not, why would you keep working a job or or doing some shit that you don't like to do for money? <laughs> when and I I mean, don't get me wrong. I know you got to pay your bills. I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying that. You know, so that's why I say it's not a popular thing. But yeah. figure out what you got to do to be happy. Yeah. You know, people are working two and three jobs that they hate to pay for stuff that they never can really even enjoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay? Because they're always at work. Yeah. Or when you are at home, you're too tired to enjoy it or too tired to spend time with your family. Maybe you got to downsize. Maybe you got to do certain stuff, man. Yeah. But I think people are obsessed with time and, like, how it passes and what they're going to be able to get done. And in reality, like... uh my sister-in-law said this and it's kind of stuck with me and Erica for a long time is time's going to pass regardless. Like when you think about something, they're like, Oh, that'll take me two years. And be like, yeah, but in two years you're going to be like, Oh, that was only two years ago. <laughs> like time, that's how time works, man. That's dope. And it's just about making the decision and just doing it. Um, like think for me, thinking about going and getting a master's degree sounds like an insane thing that an insane person would do in their late thirties. But, uh, I'm like, no, you know, I mean, what am I going to do otherwise? Play fucking video games? So I'm just going to go do that. And I'm going to, like, eventually, some at some point in my life, I'm going to have a job that I really love. <laughs> and who knows? You might start, you know, going for your master's. And, and, and on that journey, you meet somebody or, you, or you're introduced to a situation that takes you where you were supposed to really be going. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you just never know, man. But you just got to do it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Just do it. Yeah, the the fear of not is what Man, holds everybody back. I've always been afraid to fail, so I didn't do a lot of stuff yeah. because the things that I did, I was good at, so I just kept doing those. Yeah. And that's, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is you a know? very blunt and honest way to put it. If you really does, think about it. It does suck. Like, I'm only going to do the shit I'm good at. Yeah. You don't even know what else you're good at if you don't try other stuff, yeah. or you won't get better at anything if you don't yeah. try it. That's all I got, man. Well, where can where can people find you? Um, I'm at blackgypsymusic.com. Um, on Instagram, Black Gypsy Music, Facebook, Black Gypsy Music. Your videos are all on your website too, right? Um, yeah, I got my videos are on my website. You could also our YouTube channel, uh, Black Gypsy Music TV. Mm -hmm. um and all of my music is you can stream anywhere um apple itunes pandora it's will with one l w-i-l yeah. black uh, well that's all i got man okay cool <laughs> thanks for having me you bro. good thanks for coming i'm good bro thank okay. you this was uh good i'm proud of you dude. i'm proud of you All right, you just listened to my interview with my friend Will Black. Um, I was just on Apple Music listening to some of his stuff. Highly recommend it. Uh, if you whether, whether you like house stuff or hip-hop stuff, 
Um, even if you like some rock stuff, he kind of covers, he runs the gambit. Um, if you go through his stuff, great music on there. And, uh, really, really thoughtful stuff there at the end. And I like, <laughs> I like his create, release, repeat mantra. I need to get on that myself. Maybe you guys start seeing a bunch of singles from me, but check him out at Will Black, um, Black Gypsy Music, all of the above. Great guy. Uh, moving on to the show itself. Uh, thank you so much. I see we got a, a few more reviews or ratings in iTunes or Apple Podcast or whatever the hell it's called. And a lot of you have been reaching out on Facebook and uh, responding to my passive aggressive post about getting ghosted by some people. Sorry. <laughs> it's out of frustration. It's funny. And I'm very grateful for everyone that I sat down with and I have episodes recorded through like the next, um, know, six to eight weeks, but, um, it's just frustrating. You know, sometimes you reach out to people and it's like you at some point in the last however many years, like accepted my friend request and I just wrote you a message and you, I know you saw the message cause that's how Facebook works, but just, you know, say something, say, I'm not interested. Or say, I didn't mean to hit accept when I got your friend request. Uh, I don't know. Whatever works. It's petty. It's stupid. Um, but that uh, that's that validation I seek. That's my own issue. I have, I have issues where I need validation, which is why I find myself a stage all the time to get on. Um, but love giving the stage to other people through this show. So thank you. <laughs> the whole point of that ramble is maybe for me to say thank you. It means a lot uh, to me, you guys listening to this and giving me feedback and reaching out and uh, I reach reach out to me some more. I'm traveling. It's lonely in the hall in the hotels. I'm in a hotel right now. I just recorded an interview in Chicago this week and you know, I just uh, find myself on my phone a lot more when I'm just sitting in the hotel room. And I don't drink anymore, so it's just uh, a lot of boredom. I'm just rambling now, but thank you for your feedback and your reviews and your ratings. And if you have something to say, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I want to talk to all of you so badly. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. I'm going to quit rambling. I really am rambling. And I keep saying rambling to the point where it doesn't even sound like a word anymore. Uh, how about that fucking coronavirus, right? Maybe I won't be in hotels very much longer. I might have to suspend my travel for work because, uh, shit's amped up. And you have listened to Chad's episode. You should know that he is in Europe right now, uh, you know, on his six week adventure out there. And I don't know how he's going to get home now. Cause apparently that's all suspended. There's a lot of stuff though. Um, a lot of stuff going on around the world right now. Try to take a deep breath. If you feel a little overwhelmed by that. And I'm going to talk to you next week. Maybe I'll talk like this and maybe this will be calming for you. You can talk about things like playing outside when you were younger because we didn't have internet. <laughs> okay. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.